Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. I regret to report that both our Jedi Order and the Republic have fallen, with the dark shadow of the Empire rising to take their place. This message is a warning and a reminder for any surviving Jedi. Trust in the Force. They've outgrown their age of rebellion, dulled the Empire's edge, defeated Imperial generals and the Pirate Queen's dredge. They've been soldiers and scoundrels, what's there left to be? How about lost acolytes looking for their force and destiny? There's a seer, hermit, investigator, and teacher better watch your back or vibe or rings gonna reach you. Will this team find the light or will darkness win the day? Find out with the heroes of a Hadian way. Previously on Heroes of the Hydean Way. Kesh, Skip, Koba, and Hillary began their journey as a team in pursuit of the Crystals of Jedi Soldier Ward, a mysterious figure whose holocron taught wisdom and foresight, while his final actions caused dismay and confusion. With the breadcrumbs of his path and connections through the Force, the four located Ward on the Sith planet Moraband. There was no telling who really awaited them in the desiccated temples of the Sith, but they fought through the hungry shadows of fallen beings that plagued the world. They had to find Ward, and hopefully before Imperial Inquisitor Carl could catch them up. Join them this week as they make a dramatic entrance. Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a Star Wars actual play podcast, and we're playing in Fantasy Flight Games' Force and Destiny system. This is an adventure inspired by Chronicles of the Gatekeeper, as developed by Tim Cox and Max Brook. This is Act 3, Episode 14, and I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure. I'm Kesh, the Trandoshan Mystic Seer. I'm Koba, the Doug Sentinel Investigator. I'm Skip, the Color and Seeker Hermit, and Kesh and Koba are usually a lot more chatty than that, so I think maybe it's probably up to me to fill up this time. Uh, But now I'm worried, because they're both very quiet, and maybe it's because we're staring up at these stairs and about to... Um, go into a big... Oh, well, I guess maybe now I don't have anything to say either. Oh, look, Hillary's back! And I am Hillary, the Alina teacher, and I've been here the entire time and not off in a bubble of force somewhere else. At all. You stairs! Look at Sam. these stairs! They're very familiar. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm proud of us for, for not disappearing this time. To learn more about our heroes, we get one to ask another question, and it is now Kesh's turn. Hey, uh, Skip. Mm-hmm? If you could develop a never-before-seen force power, what would you want it to be? Well, I actually haven't seen that many of them, so, you know, correct me if I'm saying something that's already been taken or something, but you know what would be great? What? If you where, you know, you're hanging out with people and you're trying to be really polite and they serve you food and it's really, really gross. Mm. It'd be really fun to be able to change the taste of the food so that, you know, it's palatable and and you don't, you know, cause a social bungle. Mm. Is, that a, is that a force power that can exist? I believe I, it I, is called prestidigitation. Oh. I... Dread. I've never heard of that one before. Gosh, I guess there's really nothing the Force can't do, huh? Eh. I'm sorry. 
Maybe I'd help Hillary get rid of that cold. Ooh, can you help diseases with the force? Uh... Not, not that you have a disease, Hillary. It's just, you know, that cough sounded kind of... Maybe it's the sand. As much to be fair, there's a lot of grit in the air. Mm-hmm. So, our destiny pool for this session <laughs> is two light side points and four dark side points. Well, considering how I had Hillary depart last time, being caught in a cyclone, whirled away like they were on a bicycle or something, I am going to start off with it being just Koba, Skip, and Cash standing at the base of the these blackened stairs going up. You can barely see the stone edifice of this castle at the moment because the sand is blowing so heavily. Just inside the veil of the sand, you can see stalking beasts and shades that are going from side to side as you're slowly climbing the stairs. As you make it to the top and are standing in front of these high vaulted doors, the wind seems to blow out. Suddenly, it is a deafening quiet. The only sound that you hear is the raining of sand falling almost straight down. And you can see out over the pavilion that you had to walk through, the fallen obelisk, the jagged path through the pavilion that you've had to take, the red star up above casting shadows, the clouds still high overhead causing it to darken, though a little bit of clearing off in the sunward direction is happening. As you look at the doors, they're 13 feet tall, pointed in the middle and curved going down to the ground. On them are giant bone handles that look to be the thigh bone from a rancor on either side. I'm starting to appreciate the uh, aesthetic decisions of this place. So, uh, shall we try the door? Yeah, I, I think so. We try the door. The door opens with a, a grinding noise and a bit of an actual shove. It's not quite so much as needing a roll, but definitely is taking a bit of effort and shoulder to push in mm -hmm. as it grinds open the light pours in behind you and starts reflecting off the floor dimly lighting the rest of the hallway that you're in it looks to be a wide-ish corridor i'm sort of thinking of like the front doors to petra opening mm -hmm. the giant doors that are at least double the height of cash open up and you see a wide hall that has sand piled up on either side. As you look up, you see chandeliers and lights and sconces, but all of the bulbs seem to be burnt out or missing, and they actually seem to be piled up and holding sand. So the only light that's really in this hallway seems to be the light pouring in from the door itself. At the end of the hallway, that's about 100 feet, you see another pretty ostentatious door. This one does get a little bit of gleaming golden inlay on it, where you can see a fairly jagged symbol that had been carved in. Well, 
At least now I won't feel bad if I have to get sand everywhere. <laughs> Not that I was going to really feel all that bad anyway. You know, because... It, but but it would be rude. Yeah, I mean, everything's so nice, and then I just, you know, make yeah. walls out of dirt. Well, uh, I think they're, I think we might be doing some more damage than that, Skip. And uh, for a light source, Kesh is going to ignite her lightsaber. <laughs> and start moving down the hallway. Do I recognize the jagged symbol at all? I'm going to go with at least in a couple of your visions that you've had, you've seen a symbol like this. It would be... Could it be a knowledge lore check to know what Yeah, I'm going to go with an average knowledge lore check. Three successes and an advantage. When you say it's carved, is it does it appear to have been there intentionally, like as part of the structure of the door, or are we talking about like somebody Vandalism? at some point came... Yeah, like does it look like it was... Was it a professional job or was it something somebody added later with a knife <laughs> or something? Spray paint. The thing is, is that in my head, it's kind of a yes. It looks like someone initially carved it with a very rough look, like someone's taking a knife and just chiseling it with some passion. Uh-huh. And then after that has been carved in, no one's smoothed out the lines or anything like that. What they've done is they've gone and with all the little jags and all the little defects of it, they've gone and inlaid around it so okay. that when it catches a light, it just shines. When you're looking at it, you still see the very rough hewn original Sith symbol. Mm-hmm. Graffiti, but make it fashion. It is the, the circle symbol, which is perfectly over the door split and then the two sort of three peaked mountains going off to the door hinges where the core circle is that is a raised part and it's essentially done in a relief so all the place where they've carved out that is a shining gold and almost perfectly flat whereas these look to be fairly heavy stone doors where this is the only actual decoration on them. They haven't even been smoothed properly. Is that what Christine got out of the roll? You're seeing this, and also Christine's getting that that this is a Sith symbol. Not just the rule of two or anything like that, or a Sith Empire one, but this is very Sith as in the following, as opposed to any of the more imperial aspects of it. So it's a really old interpretation of the symbol. So here's what I'm thinking. I think yes. all of these bones and sand and dirt and symbols scrawled into the door are to intimidate us. So what we should do is just slam the doors open really loud and walk in like none of that scares us at all. Because, you know, it does kind of scare us a little bit, but maybe, you know, we don't have to let them see that. Do, do you want to show us how to dramatically open up a door, Skip? I mean, I can really dramatically open up a door. I'm going to take an it's- action to commit a die to this defensive power of sense. That that sounds like a good idea, but okay. (laughs) Right. uh, It is made out of stone, so I mean, (laughs) I can, you know. By all means, then. All right. Skip is going to take their little, like, three-fingered hand and crack however many knuckles there are there. Then stare very intently at this door. 
And with a big hand flourish, try to just... I'm trying to think of what is reasonably within the span of of altar here. I can just, like, take the the material of the stone and just, like, shove it forward, you know, utilizing it like, like the, the wall kind of way that I can do it, but just, like, shove it forward, like, breaking it and kind of turning it into, like, just... Not molten, because it's not molten. But what's the word I'm looking for? Just like the basic stone that it is, just mush it forward very dramatically and ruin the symbol that's on it. <laughs> just just mush it all up. Yeah, you liked your fancy door. How do you like it now as as like a little rubble rock wall? As it becomes sand, maybe? <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's within the scope of Alter to break stone down to sand. Okay. Although I don't know, there is someone here that would know. I definitely kind of go with it. Probably should be a few extra points, but definitely go for it. Okay. If you're using the power, we definitely need to get a force roll. Yeah. I had committed a die already. Ew. All right. And don't forget, because you're on the planet, you get a extra dark side point. Okay. So right, virgins, extra dark side points. Yes. That written down. So I rolled uh, four light side points actually. So I don't really need to tap into that that dark side pip. I think uh, I only rolled two because last time I remember committing a die to make that sand dome for us. Right. So I'm yes. Walking into this a little less force die than I would like to. You definitely have the range to do this. I'll go somewhere in there because I know you've got most of the power too. That there's something in there to cause it to deform. It then sort of blows in, sanding the Sith symbol from the door. And then Skip would like to stand there, their hands on their hips, looking very proud of themselves. Hopefully, if anybody was awaiting them, they see how totally not bothered we are. It's a show of strength. So inside there, I'm assuming everyone's walking in further at this point. Yeah. Yes. There isn't anyone inside the chamber there. It looks like this would be the place for a throne. This is very throne room in how it looks. You've got the fairly classic pillars going up. The roof on this place is ginormous. It would take a fair bit to actually jump up to the top instead of just being able to just bounce. The way that it looks for the pillars in that, just inside the door, there are two pieces of armor that are on a frame showing the armor and very little else. Then there are two very large pillars at least four feet around and then another set of armor, pillar, armor, pillar, armor, pillar, and it goes on for a bit. Then there's a raised, not high enough and not constructed so much to really call it a dais, but it's trying. And you can see, since at least Kesh has turned on her lightsaber for light, you can see the rubble where a onyx something had been at where this raised platform is where you'd expect a throne to be there is just the tiniest little bit of stone that looks like it got sheared off 
as the throne was removed. All right. Are we sure there's anyone here? This is very weird. Yes. He's got to be around here somewhere. Uh, I'm going to attempt to seek out Ward again. Okay. See if I can get an idea. Because I. Now, the place I met with him before was outside, though, I believe. Mm hmm. Where there was a throne. Yes. <laughs> no, all. All I feel right now is just darkness. Before, when I saw him, he had a throne. It wasn't inside of a building, however. Maybe we just need to find a uh, a path through this place. Skip is going to take a page out of Kesha's book and light there. Saber axe thing, <laughs> and walk up, walk up to one of these displayed chunks of armor, and kind of shine the light up to it, and sort of squint at it, as if they sort of think it's gonna pop alive and start attacking them, like in a bad hall of it. I, I mean, it, it might. This has been that kind of place. Just saying. <laughs> Would I do that? Yes, yes, you would. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'd... Uh, yeah, yeah, I totally would. With this relatively creepy area, what I'm going to do is flip one of the points that I have to bring balance back to the Force and <laughs> have the mushed open doors... They don't rebuild, but they got pushed back on their hinges open after the latch gave out. So they're going to slam back as much as they can. The center of it still has what looks to be like a cannonball gone through it or something bigger and still mushed. But the door itself has now closed behind. You can start hearing the whispers again. Coming from that direction. Let your hate flow through you. Join us. The thing I'm wanting to first get is a a two red, one purple, two setback perception check. Aha. From the three of you. As a group check. And yeah. enjoy. You're near me. As before Koba. This is uh over to you. Yep. Take your two boosts. Let me see how difficult it was. Uh, it is two red, one purple, and two setback. I've got two ranks of keen eyed, so if. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, that makes the setbacks go away. Hmm. Two advantage and one triumph, but no successes, so technically a failure. Yes. How do you want to spend the advantage and the triumph? I have no idea. Actually, the advantage, um, I've got a few strain. I'm going make to go, make the strain go away. Yeah, that's fair. Because I might need to be able to reflect and parry things soon. Uh, the triumph, I'm open to suggestions. I have no ideas. Well, we may not know exactly what's coming, but we've been under attack at this place quite a bit. Maybe we can either use it for uh, preparing ourselves in some way, or the other angle is 
maybe the triumph is part of bringing Hillary back onto the scene. Mm. All right. I don't know what, what your specific ideas were for that, but you hear a very large growl, almost too large to really sound like a animal. So much so that it sounds like it's coming up from more above instead of in front of you. And as you start hearing the footfalls of it coming closer, you hear a loud tear, like someone's tearing canvas behind you. A light shows up from behind you. As you turn around, you see what looks to be the end of a bubble popping of light. And there's Hillary running from this tear. Uh, Hillary? Yes? Are you all right? Where are we? And what is that noise? Uh, I thought that was your doing, or I rather I was hoping that was your doing. I'll hold off on answering just how I am for a bit, okay? Uh, let, let's see first. Hello. Hillary lights his, his lightsaber with the standard safety requirements. Where you have to input your password. You have to pop no. the, the no. safety lock. Hmm? Password. P ampersand. <laughs> it's just a specific kind of twist click interface, like the safety locks for prescriptions. I was just thinking that, yeah. Okay, it does make some sense, yeah. Somehow there's also a, uh, I want to go with a ringtone as it starts up. I was uh, wondering why your lightsaber case was orange and transparent. <laughs> Hillary will nod to everybody in turn and uh, kind of go back to looking worried. It starts off, you hear a thump, and then you see the cloud of sand and dust rise up, and then another thump closer, you see the sand and dust rise up. Whatever it is seems to be melding into the shadows very well. And it's at that point where you start hearing the shift of the armor and Skip can absolutely see the one that Skip was standing in front of start shifting bringing its poleaxe up and getting ready to take a swipe at Skip and as you're doing that you can hear all of the suits that were there starting to clank and shift and you can hear one of the frameworks that one's on a lot deeper in, uh, fall over. The armor is trying to pull itself off of this framework. Okay, Skip, next time, maybe don't say the worst case scenario aloud. It's giving this place ideas. If I remember what? correctly, I didn't actually say it out loud. I think it was that other voice that sometimes comes out of this mouth uh, that oh. sort of talks in abstract terms and a little bit meta- how many suits of armor are there? <laughs> I am thinking that there's ten. Okay. And there's two creatures? One in between each pillar. Oh, right. Sorry. Columns in between the suits of armor. There's one giant I see, I see. beast that seems to be in the shadow. Like one of the phantasmal beasts that you've encountered before. Just quadruple sized. What, what about the one that was above us? That is the one. 
Okay. And was one chasing Hillary or no? No. Hillary was running out of the bubble. Are we meant to understand the bubble? Because I don't feel like I understand the bubble. Not really. Okay. It's more Hillary was off doing something and then Hillary exited there by running and has now run in to meet up with the three of you. Okay. Ten suits of armor, one one scary creature. Yeah. And me. And Ken Hillary. Yeah, and I think I'm the only one who hasn't ignited lightsabers, so I'll do that. Yeah, what Skip had done was ignite their lightsaber and just walk up and sort of scrutinize the suit. So so Skip, you know, with their actions did imply a fear of that. But didn't actually say it at one. Since I was debating as to which one should go first, uh, now that the everyone has seen things or not, I think that this would be a fair point to get a fear check. Uh, okay. Well, dark difficulty. room, bunch of stuff. Difficulty? One red, two purple. Two success and a threat. One threat. One success, four advantages. Uh, so, Hillary? Nice. My strong tradition of failing fear checks continues. Can I argue that my dramatic throwing open of the doors as a way to, like, psych stuff out and show that we are not full of fear could give my compatriots a boost to f- to this particular fear check? Or is that just too much of a stretch? I mean, I want to go with it, yeah. It'd save Koba, maybe. But I wasn't there. I know, but, but you know, it might help might help Koba. But also, a boost won't let you succeed anyway. Oh, I was looking at... But the, a boost uh, would it, help... It, it uh, can make a difference for Koba, but... Yeah. Well, I'm happy to roll a boost if I can add a boost. Yes, yes, you can. I think that that, that makes means that I have one advantage. Yeah. I mean, it's better than one threat. It's better than one threat. That would mean Hillary and Koba would have a setback for all actions. Also, I think they gain a conflict. Because we're scared of avergence? I mean, scared in avergence, yeah. I mean, in avergence, yeah. Fear is a dark side emotion. That's pretty clearly stated in the movies, like directly. It's one of the few emotions that we are decisively like, yep, that's dark side. Yep. It is the uh, mind killer. Oh, wait, wrong franchise. Not wrong, though. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, that, that, that might be the case. Um, the the logic is, is there. My conflict. I will be conflicted. As will you. Uh, yes. The first conflict that Hillary has taken this section. Uh, the threat, I'm going to take it as a extra setback on the first roll that you do this encounter. Okay. Koba and Hillary have a continuing setback for this encounter. Hillary and Skip have a setback to the first roll that they've got. Cash has four advantage. I'm not sure what to spend it on because I have no strain. So I guess I will maybe translate it to some, maybe a boost for the first thing I go to do. Counterpoint to what you were just saying. And then passing on maybe a a boost to my first ally to go. Okay. Then are we rolling initiative? Yes, we shall roll initiative. 
based on the sudden appearance, I'm going to guess Vigilance. Yes. I like Vigilance. Okay. Ward's Foresight will also activate. So I will have a, an auto success on my first action as well. If I remember to actually use it. Of course. Hmm. All right, we'll start with that. Okay, so is that everybody? Yep. Then our initiative for this combat will be two PC slots, followed by an NPC, then a PC, an NPC, a PC, and one last NPC. I feel like since the the one that started moving was the one that was right in front of me, it doesn't seem too out of the flow of things for maybe skip to just sort of like reflexively go for it stab out and go first yeah i say go for it and uh you would get a boost then because as i had said i had my lightsaber axe pike held up to the the creature and using it as a light source to stare at it it's out and it's kind of near it already. Uh, Skip's attention had been drawn to the exploding door and then Hillary and then other things. So they were kind of turned away from it, but then it started moving and Skip shot their gaze back at it and is just going to reflexively smash down with the lightsaber axe on this. Not necessarily in Skip's mind. Uh, a real threat or anything, but it just started moving, and so it's just, you know, stab the thing that's moving. I mean, fair. I'm going to have you, like last time, uh, use willpower as your base for your lightsaber skill. Okay. Since that's the... There's just a lot of phantasms. I'm also going to give you a boost on account of it is effectively prone slash pinned. That changes nothing, because my willpower is the same as my agility. <laughs> Fair. Otherwise, it'll be too purple for difficulty. All right. Skip smash slice. All right. I have got three success and an advantage and a triumph. That's a pretty good starting roll for this combat. That'll make it nine damage. Nine damage and a triumph. I am happy to take that their particular advantage. Two pop out some strain because I know strain is going to be very important for this fight <laughs> with that triumph. I'm kind of hoping that maybe it can dramatically hit this armor in some way that maybe like, I don't know, the helmet of the armor pops off or something and it ends up kind of looking a little comedic and adds a tiny bit of like levity to the situation that helps out my compatriots. All right. I help everyone with comedic timing. <laughs> I'd definitely go with that. I'm figuring that in the darkness here, what had happened out in the sands when these phantasms had disintegrated, it just looked like they had disintegrated out from where the lightsaber hit them and they turned into sand. Here, it looks like as the light axe goes through it, chopping, you can see 
it's like as if you had lit black paper on fire and you've got that little ridge of flame going out. As that helmet kicks up, uh, it sort of glows and you can see the shadow outlining of the phantasmal beast that is there. And the phantasmal beast is, it looks like a rancor. Just made out of shadow. I take back my compliment about the decor. Okay. Anything else for Skip's turn? I think that's it. I mean. Okay. That's that's what I did. (laughs) So who wants to go next? Well, so many volunteers. It may have been the first time I've gone first and like been ready. (laughs) So. All right. (laughs) So many volunteers. I guess I will go. (laughs) So Cash already has her lightsaber ignited. Try not to use force powers because then I will fall to the dark side. So there's a Rancor. In spite of the joke I just made, that's kind of awesome from Cash's perspective. <laughs> what? Well, I don't think she's ever fought one before. That's fair. And uh, t- oh, taking the score. on. Yeah. Yeah, taking on creatures. I'm, she's not quite sure if it would count, but it's still, it would make for a good story. So um, how far away from me is the Rancor? I figured that it would be at medium range. At medium range? Yeah, that the four of you had moved in far enough that it would be at medium range. Okay. I'm going to try to leap at it. (laughs) That is just awesome. Uh, With any hints. Probably a terrible idea. Yeah, what happened to no first powers? Uh, I immediately forgot about it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to do it. So I have a light side pip and three dark side pips. What? For the cause of an extra strain, you get a run and then jump. And a conflict, though. Do your move and then do the leap. Oh, you're talking about that instead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll take it that way instead. You're right. You're right. Never mind. So yeah, so move up, burn second maneuver, and leap at the ring core and take a swipe at it. We'll see if this one is as fragile as the others. Okay, so this thing is easy to hit. Okay. Uh, so what's my difficulty? One purple. Oh, easy as in the actual stat. Mechanical term. Yes. Well, it's a silhouette three beast. Okay, speaking of which, I'm double checking something real quick before I accidentally do something wrong. Draw closer. Yeah, so I can I can't add my force dice to this because creature is above silhouette one. Oh. So good to know. Good to know. And then since I didn't spend it before, I guess now I will spend the destiny point to make it four yellow and a purple. But wait, wait, there's more. Because I have the auto success and the boost from Ward's Foresight and the successful fear check. As I actually remember them for a change. And let's do this. Three successes and a triumph. All right. So that'll be an 11 damage breach one hit, Ben. Okay. So in this case, as it comes down, uh, whereabouts are you hitting the Rancor? So Cash moved up. She leapt. 
And given how that enhance went, I don't think she got up high enough to hit the ring core in the, uh, the face or anything, nor would she necessarily want to. So I think she more slashed across um, their midsection as she was leaping past. As the blade comes through, you see the fireline ripples coming out from the slice and they get to be two feet across and then they just sort of burn out. You can see sort of inky black on a darker black in behind it. The Rancor then just does one of its giant yells. Well, let's see. Maybe I disrupted it a little bit more than it seems, as I think I'm going to spend that triumph to crit. All right. And this is a vicious one weapon, so let's see if I did this right. So that is a 51 for a fearsome wound. <laughs> this will come up a lot. The target increases the difficulty of all presence and willpower checks by one until the end of the encounter. <laughs> Might be one of those things of, uh, I, I don't know if a, a I mean, angry Sith ghost rancor can be afraid of something, but whatever is there is a little less confident about how this is going to go <laughs> than, than they were a second ago. It's shaken. Right. Yep. Roll your spirit. <laughs> okay. And that'll end my turn. Then I am thinking, yeah, it is since cash came down pretty much right on top of it. I think it is going to try and take a slash at cash. Okay. Or All right. kind of a backhand. Okay. Uh, I am going to sense advantage. And on top of my four melee defense, let's add two more setback uh, dice spend for six. And it's silhouette three. You're silhouette one. Uh, correct. So I'm also harder to hit. Holy. <gasps> I mean, technically the Rancor would have missed me anyway because those difficulty dice really showed up. But it just, um, Cassius is not where the where she was supposed to be when the Rancor swung around as she was it kind of keeping that enhance going a little bit, was able to nimbly move out of the way. However, you do have a triumph, Ben. <laughs> yeah. It pulls one hand over where the slash in its gut was, and with the other hand, swipes out at Cash. Cash is just able to dodge out of the way, and it gives a bone-shaking rattle to the entire room. I am thinking that off past the platform there, you hear you hear a slab fall down and a onrush of sand as it's like a cork got pulled out and it's now just flowing out into this throne room. Off in that corner, you can see a little glint of light. Okay. So potential exit, but is the sand impacting us at all? The sand is not currently impacting you. Okay. If you were to try for that exit, it most likely would be difficult terrain. Okay. The other hand, there could be like a sand bender around. I don't know. <laughs> That's why I made a weird noise. What about the advantage? I think it's drawing enough attention that the next bad guy to go is going to get a boost. All right. 
Which then brings us to a PC, which would be either Koba or Hillary. Leslie, do you... I've got nothing, except for maybe hitting one of the armors. How uh, far is the Rancor from Koba? I figure the Koba would be at medium range as well. I figure that the three of you had pretty much been in a knot, and Hillary is coming towards you from the far side. The Rancor is at medium range, pretty much at the door. All right. Going to maneuver, maneuver, spinning two strain for the second maneuver, and attack the Rancor. Join in with uh, Kesh teaming up against it. Okay. No defense. Nice and easy to attack. And I'll flow on this one. Alrighty. Set back for fear. Nice. Uh, primary weapon is a crossguard lightsaber, as usual. Uh, Good to know. That That's basically going to always be the case, unless there's... Yeah, I was kind of figuring that, but it's good of you to say it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to use the force point. I got four successes... And two advantage, which comes out to a uh, 10 damage breach. The breach doesn't matter to them, I think, as I recall, but it's 10 damage breach nonetheless. You slash in, and I'm assuming at a leg, you can see it eat into the leg and a little bit of the foot before stopping at about the knee. Both you and Cash have felt a little bit of a tug on the lightsaber, like it's going through something firm, like you're trying to put a stick through jello as opposed to a lightsaber through anything really organic. Okay. Where you slash, it's got the running flame that goes pretty much up to its knee as it howls in pain. Okay. I'll use the two advantage to crit. Okay. So you've got a plus 10 on that. Uh, the lightsaber has vicious 2. Okay, so like a plus 30? Uh-huh. Good gravy. It's not senseless. Staggered for the remainder of the encounter. Mm. Wow, what uh, does staggered do, though? You can't take actions. <laughs> okay, that is pretty impressive. Yeah. Go to the lightsaber. Then brings us to one of the armors, which is... So there was an armor down closer to Hillary that had fallen over. All these are mounted on frames. This frame had fallen over. And this one, as Hillary's running closer, taking a swipe at Hillary with their sword, attempting to hit Hillary. I just want to say that I have four defense. Because of my lightsaber. <laughs> I know that could mean absolutely nothing. But I'm just saying. Oh, or it can mean everything. It's, I know, it's right? Good to, it's, it's good to note. Yeah. As it's dragging itself off and seems to be writing itself as it stands next to Hillary, taking a swipe down and missing as they get one failure and two advantage. They then are going to be causing a setback to Hillary as Hillary is awesome. As Hillary is awesome. As Hillary bounces out of the way. So they can move, is what I'm hearing. Yes, they can now move. They're there and they're standing. All right, well, it's 
like some kind of the weird sand construct or something, isn't it? In this case, it seems to be one of the sand spirits that were there now inhabiting one of the armors. Like they've risen up into the armor and are now moving around with it. How quickly do they move? Uh, not super quickly, at least not with the armor. Still quickly enough that just walking away would not rid ourselves of the problem. Uh, most likely not. Okay. Well, you, you all certainly do bring me to the nicest places. I'd say four out of five death traps for this one. Thank you very much. Uh, and he will swipe down the first time he has used his lightsaber legitimately. I think, because I don't think I ended up using it previously. I don't know. Hmm. And we're going to see how this goes. Two purple. Two purple, one setback. And for your skill, it's going to be based on your willpower instead of whichever. I thank you for that. Um, is this another setback on top of the setback it already gave me and the other setback yes. that I got from failing and the other setback I got from failing? Yes. So four setbacks. Yes. Feeling good about this, guys. Sorry. <laughs> On the other hand, what even just happened? Oh gosh, what was the setback I got for that? That it just it has defense or something. The last setback is because it has the armor on it. There was the two fear ones. There was making you dodge out of the way, mm -hmm. and then the last one is from it having armor. That's uh, four fail and one triumph. So I don't hit. Any of you have a suggestion for that triumph? Uh, I'm really not sure outside of the... You're starting to get a feel for that lightsaber. <laughs> I could say something helpful. Then you can I, always make it, make it the upgrade to a next check. I could accidentally strike something on the wall that does the dramatic fire lighting around the wall so we all can see what we're doing better. That is a good point. Mm -hmm. That's fun. How about we do that? Okay. Hillary does that thing where you, where you see something on the ground, like rolling at you, splashing at you, do that, that weird little hop, skippy dance away. And as he does that, he does the kind of like flapping motion with his, his lightsaber. It's not what you were taught, or not what any of us were taught. Purely reactionary, just kind of uh, flap, flap, flap. And in his flapping, he, he just backswings slightly and connects with something on the pillar, and it sparks and ignites like, you know, the, the, think National Treasure Pit of Tar kind of <laughs> kind of effect that just goes from both sides, like it, it connects and both sides rush away igniting this strip of very dramatic, if probably still kind of evil-looking lighting. And so now everybody can see what they're doing very clearly. Except for the creepy sand spirit things, because I think they're just acting on creepy sand spirit instinct. Not convinced they actually have eyes. As that fire trails up, goes up, I'm going to go with four of the pillars that are near Hillary. There's a molding at the top of the columns, but not where the ceiling is because it's vaulted. And along there, there's now a visible flame that is raging up there. It's like the original lighting for this place, where it's just probably some form of gas gets ported in there. And then that, at least for initiative, actually brings us to the 
end of the room because the first one got toasted. As the Rancor starts stomping around, it can't do any actions, but it's attempting to move. What you hear from this unplugged staircase that a bit of light is trickling down, though less so now that Hillary has lit the uh, molding on fire, is a powerful, slightly manic laugh, like, <laughs> oh, they're just going to keep coming for you and your light. Then the giant shadow rancor thumps into one of the columns and starts sliding down, pinning two of the suits and moving armor to the floor as it comes crashing down. Which would bring us to the top of the round. Can we see who who Keckle left? Or we don't we don't see anyone? No, you don't see anyone, but you're absolutely sure that the voice of it came from the uh staircase. The staircase we came up? The staircase that was uncovered with the Rancor's roar. Oh, okay. Oh, With okay. The, that the sand came pouring down. Mm. Okay, that wasn't just a hole in like the ceiling or something. There's a bit of a twisting spiral-style staircase there. And sand poured out of it. It had been a hidden door. And now, that voice didn't sound like a word to me, did it? There were word-ish aspects to it. Okay. Is there actually a door to the stairs? Or at the top of the stairs? Or were you just using an analogy? You don't see the top of the stairs. It is a curled staircase. That you can see the plug at the bottom. Or what had been a door. It's now on the floor. Okay, so it's more like a, a door collapsed, spiral staircase, light pouring down, sand piled up, voice at top where the light is. Yes, what Christine said. Okay, a, a, adjusting my, uh, my my visual. The Rancor fell down and pinned some of the armor. Yes. Okay. So I feel like the people that are closest to this newly uncovered thing are Kesh and Koba because they were interacting with the Rancor. Actually, it would be Skip and Hillary because it's at the far side of the throne room. The Rancor showed up at the door side. So, who wants to go first? Does it sound like somebody is approaching? Or just laughing horrifyingly in the difference distance? I think we're just being taunted through a hole. <laughs> How tall is the staircase? The doorway going into it is a fairly normal height. In a building like this, you would expect there to be a bunch of secret passages. In this case, the pathway looks to be silhouette one size. Like, Cash would be able to go through probably just scraping the top of her head. And it looks like it goes up. Beyond that, you can't really tell where it ends up. I see. I've got more of a mental image of it now. And how many suits of armor seem to be, like, combat active at this point? So you know, there's ten in the room, but, like, are, are all ten moving, or is it just, like, a couple? I was going with two initially were in position to actually get up and move. Now that they've had time to pull themselves and sort of float around a bit, there's one physically out and six that have freed themselves from their frame. Two are under the rancor that has fallen over and one 
Skip was able to disintegrate. Okay. I would just assume, I don't have as much experience with the, the creepy things as you guys do. I would just assume we leave. Yeah, I think we go up the stairs, probably. That that seems like... Yeah, I mean, ultimately we need to confront Ward, not yeah. defeat every dark side spirit on Korriban. So uh, I'm, I'm inclined to do the same thing. Yeah, let's go. There are two that would be in a position to try and stop you, or at least try and take swipes at you. The one who is menacing slash looming over Hillary and the one that's pretty much be in front of the door itself. Okay, then I'd like to go. Uh, and what Skip will do is start walking in the direction of the stairs at a at a reasonable pace. But as as they do so, turn back and just with a flick of their hand slide a bunch of sand in front and between Skip's allies and the other two suits, making it uh, difficult terrain. That sounds cool. Oh, actually, I can use control and I can make it completely impassable. Like the sand just totally gums up the the armor. The works? Yep. All right, WW. Except I need a roll in there. Uh, nice. Oh, I got four, four light side points, so I'm going to... I need two of them to make the affected area impossible, and I need... Let me just ask, Ben, do you think four points is enough to to achieve this block them from... Well, for four of them, I'm figuring what you'd be able to do is, because there had been a bunch of sand that came down that yeah, staircase... Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. I got, so, I got more... Yeah, with the four, I'm figuring you'd be able to take that and swirl it around, making it impassable train for the two spirits as the four of you proceed up the stairs while clearing out the sand for the four of you. That totally makes sense to me. All right, then I'm going to keep heading over. And I have blocked the armor. Very nicely done. Serves you right, creepy thing. Hillary will follow. Yeah, so so Skip starts heading up the stairs. It sounded like Hillary was taking the next slot to go as well. If you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. I pursue my teammate to the stairs. We begin to ascend. With what Skip's done, the two pieces of armor aren't able to move. And if the four of you are just disengaging up the stairs, I'm figuring it's easy enough for Koba and Kesh to dodge away from those since they can't move. And the place is big enough that they can't just swipe things and they can't throw their sabers. Sounds good. Yep, we'll do that. As the heroes get into the stairwell... You hear a loud stone crashing to the ground behind you, and then thudding into a bunch of sand. Stone on stone hit like it's fallen over into sand. And up rushing from there is a cloud of dust and sand for a brief moment. 
as you continue ascending these stairs around and around. Uh, you finally get to the top of these stairs, and before you is a large arena. The stairs open up into the base of one of the viewing stands, right next to a viewing box that looks to have stone seating still there. And in the middle of the arena, you can see the missing throne sitting in the middle, gleaming in the red sun, reflecting it towards you. So this is open to the air? Yes. It's just an empty throne? Yeah, it's an empty throne in the middle of an arena. Hmm. Think Coliseum-style arena. I take it this place seems familiar to me? Yes, yes it does. Yeah, this is uh, where I spoke to you. Ward in my, uh, because you could call it a vision. Now, are you just going to hide or are you going to come out so we can have a chat? Thank you for listening to this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Deuterium Ice. You can find me at Twelfth Night, that's 1-2-T-H and Night with a K. And I'm Ace Picarito, A-C-E-P-I-K-O-R-I-T-O. I ran out of time, and I'll refrain from making the same old tired joke I always make about it. Moving on. Are you going to make a new joke about it? I don't have any new jokes. I am. You might say the time for that joke is past. And I'm Leslie at GS without anything clever to say. And we're all at theheidianway.com where you can find previous episodes. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Plus, you can help us out by rating, reviewing, and subscribing. We're also on Facebook as The Hydean Way. You can holocom us at heroes at thehydeanway.com. If you like what we do and you want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash thehydeanway. Or you can send us some credits to buy the shop vac we're going to need to clean ourselves off after this horrible dust planet at ko-fi.com slash thehydeanway. Well, well, I'm Kesh, the Calarian Seeker Hermit. You are who? Are, you're, you're, oh, you're, you're. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the party, Ren. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought I was Kesh. Does this mean I skip? No, oh, does this mean I get to be Koba today? I was just about to say the word Kesh, so it just my words got all fumbled I around. I be Koba. I've got to I... figure out which one's the real Kesh. <laughs> Kill the fake right. Kesh. Hmm. They are both green. I... All right. I'm more, I'm more <clears throat> a grayish color. Is that age or natural? Ye- yes. <laughs> okay. Do you, you want to take that again, Skip? <laughs> yeah. And somehow we managed to avoid a uh, course and it gets everywhere joke. I thought about it, but I figure we've been at that well many, many, many times. That's fair. <laughs> I was too I busy just... having a coughing fit. You know, yes. I know, I know Brandon, so I just. Yeah. Do you? I mean, Koba? I don't know. What world am I in right now? I'm Cash. No one knows. <laughs> That's someone else. No, I'm Cash. <laughs>
this planet is messing with our minds. Maybe we're all cash deep down inside. <laughs> yes, we're all a little bit cash. Oh, so I'm the young scrappy cash that has yet to learn all the life lessons that make me angry. <laughs> and have all of your limbs. <laughs> oh, that's going to curse me. <laughs> Look, we all need to be matching by the end of the season. <laughs> hey, I had my, my limb lost journey. Hey, you can always go on another one. It's really the second one that's that's the real special one. <laughs> I feel like losing a limb is always special. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to appreciate the uh, aesthetic decisions of this place. Yes, yes. Furnished in early 18th century death. It's very you. I, I don't think you're here, Hillary. <laughs> I am in the wind. That isn't better right now. This is the tiny Hillary that's in you. <laughs> oh no, what have I done? I got lost in terms of... Okay, so Kesh talked and Hillary responded, but Hillary's not actually here. So Kesh had just said... Uh, so Cash really d- just decision. said she she's starting to appreciate the aesthetics of the place. I, I don't I don't think because I've looked before I don't think fear has a baked in conflict rule, but I've definitely treated it like it is a potential result of failed fear checks because again it's. Very just directly stated in the movies that fear is a dark side thing. So, yeah. I don't think there's a rule, but I think it's a perfectly logical extrapolation of the source material. Okay. Cool, cool. I will be conflicted. As will you. But I'm just saying. Or it can mean everything. I know, right? It's good to note. Yeah. It apparently... Oh, wait. There was supposed to be a boost. Blank. Blank. Boom. And I think that's a good place to leave it for this episode. Leave it with some cash sass. Pretty much. Right. Gross. (laughs) What? I heard (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Deuterium Ice. You can find me at Twelfth Night, that's 1-2-T-H and Night with a K. And I'm Ace Picarito, A-C-E-P-I-K-O-R-I-T-O. I ran out of time. And I'll refrain from making the same old tired joke I always make about it. Moving on. Are you going to make a new joke about it? I don't have any new jokes. I am. You might say the time for that joke is past. And I'm less lit GS without anything (laughs) clever to say. And we're all at thehydeanway.com where you can find previous episodes. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Plus, you can help us out by rating, reviewing, and subscribing. We're also on Facebook as The High DN Way. You can holocom us at heroes at the high DN way.com. 
If you like what we do and want to support... Oh, Kesh. Oh, no. <laughs> You're kidding me. Red, darling. Okay, okay, sorry. Um, I was trying to figure it out this whole time. If you like what we do and you want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash Way. Or you can send us some credits to buy the shop vac we're going to need to clean ourselves off after this horrible dust planet at ko-fi.com slash the Hydean way. <laughs> oh, I get it.